What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Martian and Ozzy podcast. This week, we're going to be analyzing the Andrade versus Blanchfield card going down this weekend from the UFC Apex. Short uh, UFC card, only 11 fights, and uh, excited to break them down with my co-host, as always. How are we doing this week, my man? Yeah, so uh, coming into, uh, you know, hot off the uh, that last pay-per-view card, much, much weaker offering, you know, for this week here. Not that many, you know, relevant fights uh, overall, other than kind of like the main event, I would say. Um, so we'll get through it kind of in due ample time, you know, hopefully hit on a few, a few, you know, fights that, uh, you know, catch the eye. But it's it's a little bit of a bleak one here. Um, you know, I, I kind of like next week's a lot better, though. Yeah, and we are uh, doing some uh, alternate recording methods here using StreamYard instead of Discord for a change due to some technical difficulties. So hopefully everything goes smoothly. Um, just a quick rundown of last week. I, I tracked some bets, lost 1.09 units overall. Um, terrible bets on Shane Young, Parker Porter, uh, the under and the Malarkey fight. That was no good. Um, Mel six, pretty bad beat there. I know Ozzy yeah, was on that one. one. That Melsic one was a little. That one left me a little salty, just because. I mean, th- those th- those kind of losses like that. I mean, obviously, you know, Kulabal did have big advantage on the ground, and I do think a few of these guys they did benefit. Like I didn't. I honestly was not aware, and this is uh, a mistake by me, that um, uh, the local time that was eight a.m. local time, or you know, when they were fighting. So I wasn't sure. I sh- I think I should have like dialed that in a little bit. Um. But uh, but I think that did, definitely did play a not play a factor, but I feel like the local guys did uh benefit a bit from that, definitely for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think we made a fine bet. Um, a couple unders I had were you know easy, easy bets. I was kind of a uh, coward for, for not going bigger on them. The Emmett Rodriguez and the Cleetson Ross one, I was pretty confident in those. The Emmett one so was were... a really good one. That was a really good one. Yeah, and the Randy yeah, yeah, Brown yeah. one. Yair Triangle was was fucking dope. Sick performance from Yair to get the belt. The Randy Brown Jack Della under was good. The main event over two and a half. I ended up betting, you know, being on that. That was kind of probably my biggest bet of the night, other than uh, other than uh, Melsic. So yeah, it was good. Main so, event delivered big time. For, uh, you know, I kind of criticized the uh the the booking of it and everything, but man, that shit delivered in every way possible. Amazing fight. I honestly yeah. think it'll go down as one of the best fights ever. Yeah, it was a great fight. I mean, I, I'm good with not having to see it again. I'm I'm definitely interested in seeing Volk in future fights at 155. I'd love to see him against Dustin Poirier. I would love to see a fight against between him and McGregor, even even though he'd kill McGregor. But I'd love to see a Dustin Poirier fight. Um, and a bunch of other ones. So, um, Volkanovski stock definitely did not go down. I think he's got a w- worthy challenger in, uh, in Yair, you know, coming from that softball stance as well. Um, but you know, he probably could do the Frankie Edgar, uh, game plan to him, but we'll see. Should ho- hope to see that fight at some point though this year. Yeah. And then we got to get our boy, uh, Benny Bills. Got to get him in the, uh, the title picture at, uh, at 155 fighting, uh, Islam next, hopefully. Benny Bills is a good soldier. No, he's fighting Charles, though. They confirmed that. Really? Yeah, well, yes. I like him in that fight. And I think he'll uh, continue to 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 roll on. But um, that's enough about last week. 
Uh, we got some fights coming up this week. Only eleven fights. A lot of a lot of low level fights. I think like six guys making their UFC debut, which seems to be the norm now. Um, so let's get right into it. Uh, first fight, flyweight division. Uh, Juan Ronderos taking on Clayton Carpenter. Carpenter, big favorite, uh, minus three hundred five. Ronderos coming back um, at plus two fifty. So, um, I mean, I just think Ronderos is a really terrible grappler. I think that Carpenter is, you know, semi well-rounded. I think he's like okay everywhere. I think his striking has a lot to uh, to work on, but he shoots takedowns. He seems fairly active from top passing guard, achieving good positions. I've seen him mount a lot of guys too. And Ronda Rose, I mean, just looks like a, a terrible grappler to me. So I think Carpenter shouldn't have any issues here. Uh, even on the feet, I don't think he's in much danger. And I think Carpenter will probably finish on the, on the ground at some point. Um, Hard to make a decision between the KO and the sub, but I think the sub is is the way to go with Carpenter at you know plus two sixty plus two eighty out there. Uh, any thoughts on this one? Yeah, you know Carpenter had a fun fight on the Contender Series. I did I did see him as well when he was going going through LFA, and it was very impressive. I think he landed you know really really impressive head kick at one point. You know knocked the guy out. Um, you know there a guy that was you know not not extremely touted, but but okay touted. Um, and kind of just has a submission game as well. So I think he should get the win here against uh, Juan here. I mean, Juan, you know, I'm, I'm just not sure where he's at. You know, obviously he had a suspension. You know, he came in on short notice against Dvorak. But there he he kind of looked a little, didn't look like a, a high ceiling guy to me overall. Um, and I just don't really know what kind of game plan he's going to come out there with. Um, but, you know, over to one and a half, like, it kind of appeals to me a little bit, but I'm going to just pass, uh, you know, on that for, on this first fight of the night. But uh, the over there, just because, you know, Carpenter, he's still very young in his career. And uh, I don't know if he's fought any Mexicans yet. So, uh, or the last guy was a Mexican and he couldn't finish him. So that might <laughs> Does carry Ecuador- on. Does Ecuadorians count? Is that, isn't that what the... Oh, excuse I think... me. You know what I mean. But the guy is <laughs> the guy's, you know, the I feel like Ron, Oh, he's uh, Colombian. <laughs> I, I feel like Juan, excuse me. I feel like Juan, um Juan's grappling. I think like for a guy like him, that should be like one skill that does improve for him. You know, I don't think he's ever gonna be a great striker. So I think I could you could see some ground improvements from him, but you know, I'm gonna pass on passing it overall. Yeah, year and a half layoff, so possible to see some improvements. But um, next fight, um, welterweight division, AJ Fletcher taking on Themba Garimba. Garimba making his UFC debut. Fletcher, the favorite here, minus 265. Garimba, plus 225. Anything you see on Garimba's ta- tape that makes you think he's got a shot here? I don't have too many thoughts on this one other than, you know, I- I'll just talk about Fletcher. Fletcher's fights have been really, really fun to watch. You know, he 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 has a pretty good uh submission like ground game, like grappling game, but between the takedowns, the submission, the the strength to to keep guys on bottom, to keep guys uh from from kind of getting up, uh even when they have maybe like a leverage and stuff like that. And if they don't, you know, if they aren't kind of like you know uh have good leverage like uh Sammelsberger, where Sammelsberger that I think in that third round when he got back on top of uh of uh fletcher it was because of kind of fletcher just being a little smaller and kind of getting beat to position a bit it wasn't really something that a lot of times you know 
a normal size guy will be able to replicate. Demba looks to me like he he doesn't really know, like he has skills in a few different places, but they're not very well developed. Like I've seen him throw a few strikes and shoot at takedowns uh, or a takedown. I've seen him just, you know, kind of throw strikes, you know, on the outside. Um, Not a fight again. Another one, unfortunately, that I'm interested in, you know, I'm betting on. Um, Is this like a replacement? Yeah, is Fletcher's coming in? I don't know. It was Fletcher Billy Goff? It was. It was well? supposed to be Billy Goff right. versus I Garimba. Billy. I know Billy. Um. So yeah, Fletcher. Like I don't know. Is he not? You know, is there a camp involved here? Um. Uh, maybe the over, but I think Fletcher could should be able to get a submission here. But maybe the over one and a half, two and a half. You know, Fletcher's submission is three to one. Over three to one. That's not bad. I don't think over is the move because Fletcher is just so front loaded. Like this guy starts fast. He tends to gas out. So I think it is a little bit risky at this juice, but that didn't stop me from parlaying this guy. By the way, I um, have another parlay this week. Last week's worked out miraculously three for three. And this week um, already have one leg down in Carpenter in the last fight. Then the Fletcher will be the second leg. The third leg will be coming up later. I, for for Garimba, I just saw him be such a bad grappler in this Ferreira fight. He's not only taken down, he lays on his back for long periods of time, and he is completely flat on his back. He does not know how to get to a hip. He does not know how to escape. <clears throat> excuse me, uh, bottom position position at all. So, I mean, if you have no idea how to defend takedowns or get off your back, I think Fletcher should be good to take him down. And I don't even see that much of a striking threat from Garimba here. So, um, I think, I think Fletcher will be good. You know, his, by the way, Fletcher's fight against, uh, Lusa. I rewatched that fucking banger of a fight. Great fight. Um, so that was a fun one. Next fight is in the, uh, lightweight division or light heavyweight division, OSP, Ovin St. Pru taking on Felipe Linz. Linz is the favorite here, minus 205, Ovin St. Pru, plus 175. I mean, I think Linz should be good here. I kind of see Linz coming off of a good win, competitive fight over, a, you know, a relevant fighter in Prochnio. And then I see OSP struggling and uh, arguably losing his last fight uh, to an irrelevant fighter uh, in uh Mauricio Shogun Hua, who we know is just, you know, what What do you just say? What do you just say? He's he, uh, Mauricio Shogun Hua is an irrelevant fighter in the year 2022. Yes. Um, and, uh, I mean the fact, I mean, he was struggling in that fight. I mean, me and Ozzy were probably live betting the shit out of Shogun in that fight and, uh, you know, eventually losing, but, uh, I'm, I mean, he was, was a robbery. Yeah. I I thought Shogun won that shit, but Shogun um, won, bro. Why, why do people, you see, why do people, they'll say like, oh, no, the fight, whatever, this guy clearly won. And then when you're like kind of like actually asking them about it, they're like, well, no, the first two rounds were close. Like, oh, either way, those first two rounds, what the hell did Ovin, o- Ovin Senpru do? He just kicked him in the body and Shogun's kick him in the legs and punch him in the face. Like, that was a horrible fight for OSP. And I, look, I'm famously OSP's keeper. This guy, I love this guy. But that last fight was horrible and did he even make weight for that fight i think he did make weight but he's only made 205 like one time in like the last like four years and that was that the last fight yeah knocked out twice in a row before that too yeah he has not done good at 205 dude even against mikau remember the mikau fight he's getting wasted on the feet before that he did clown our boy lonzo menafield though that one time but um yeah, so uh, I assume 
you know, anything else you want to add to this one before we move on? Oh, I mean, uh, I mean, Felipe Lins, I mean, Lins, I, I thought looked okay against, um, against Prak out, especially in that third round. He went for that, those takedowns, I believe, if I remember right. Maybe it was the end of the second round. Um, but it's a similar kind of uh, proc is obviously different from OSP, but you know, they're both southpaws and they both like throwing that uh rear rear left kick. And you kind of want to really kind of crowd guys like that, you know, get in their face, um, you know, uh, cut off the angles a little bit. You know, OSP you saw against Shamal Hill, that was a big weakness that he has that um when he's kind of like moving around in there, if you start kind of putting pressure on him, um, you know, he's not keeping his hands up, you know, that's a fact that that's for sure. Um, and he kind of looks to like Bob and, you know, Bob away from shots a little bit. And I don't know if that's really going to work with Lenz. Lenz has pretty good boxing. He's got a significant reach, like 78, 79 inches, something like that. Um, so he should, if he's able, once he's able to kind of get out, uh, out of kicking range, um, he should be able to land shots even as OSP's looking to, you know, back away. Um, so I think Lenz should be, you know, I think he's a deserved favorite. Um, he's a jujitsu black belt as well, so he doesn't have like a big hole in his ground game. So, I mean, if they, this goes down a little bit further, I think I'll consider playing on uh, Lens because I just think that OSP just doesn't have a lot of the volume. I, he needs like a big shot, you know. He needs like a big knockout shot, and he just, you know, at two hundred five. I don't know if he's he got a lot of those in him. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I've Lens's takedown defense is pretty good too, so it's not going to be. Easy to take him down. Next fight, fight I'm excited for a featherweight division. Jamal Emmer's taking on Hussein Ashkabov, making his long-awaited UFC debut. Um, Ashkabov favorite minus 145. Jamal Emmer's plus 125. So 23-0 and 0, undefeated Russian prospect okay. Ashkabov. Okay. Uh, let let us know your thoughts on the newcomer here. So was this Ashkabov's always like first fight that they had scheduled, or did he? What what's no. the original first fight that he had? Joe scheduled? Anderson Brito in Anderson August Brito. of twenty one, and then he was uh, supposed to fight Herbert Burns. Uh, when yes, Brad Algie I remember that him. one. I remember the Herbert Burns one. Um. So yeah, I mean this fight. I don't really have an opinion on it. Unfortunately, I hate the, having the you know just go on. Obviously, Jamal Emers is back. Jamal Emers, we famously had a, you know, a, there's big Jamal Emers supporters out there. That's all I can say, all right? Big salty. That they're really hoping he gets back on the scoreboard, you know, in a big way here. And I've liked Jamal Emers, you know, in a few of his fights, you know, in his regional fights. He came up, he, he kind of was like a well-rounded guy, um, you know, big for 145, good reach, you know, has kind of like some Muay Thai, you know, a little bit of boxing, you know, is a little, like can wrestle a little bit. Jiu-jitsu is a little sketchy, you know. His leg lock defense is not the best, um, but uh, but an aggressive guy and kind of could push a pace. He's been in later fights before. I think he fought for like the LFA belt or one of those belts. Um, he went into the later rounds. But this other guy, I don't really know too much about him. You know, all I know is he hasn't fought in forever. He's smaller. Um, he looks kind of like he has. He's like that prototypical Russian. But, like, he looks like a little bit of a sus- suspect Russian. Like, he doesn't look like a top-tier Russian to me. He looks like maybe like a better version of... Which which Russian would you compare this Russian to, you think, the most? Like, does one come to mind a, lo- a-, a bit for you or no? Maybe, um, like, Tagir Ulanbekov or something? I don't know. Tagir, like him? Hmm, I don't know. He just... 
what do you think is his best before I kick it over to you complete? What do you think is his best skill? Is like you think his his wrestling or what do you <laughs> that's like, a I think I mean he finds a way to finish fights. That's that's one uh, you know one good thing I could say him. But I don't know, man. I really don't like striking, I guess. I mean, just maybe he's got a little bit of pop, but I don't know. <laughs> I'm at I a have loss. No idea. Like, look, I've I've watched I'll tell I'll tell you I've watched uh two and a half of the guys' fights and then I was like, Well, what am I doing? Like I'm not I don't like Jamal Emers or like I, I don't feel like betting on Jamal Emers, you know, in this comeback fight. Torn up knee, little sus, you know, before that. But I, I would only bet on Jamal Emers. Don't get me wrong. I mean, the guy's coming up to one forty five. He's kind of like a younger guy as well, suspect record. Um, but I don't know. I, this is not the kind of fight that I feel very big on. But you you go ahead. Yeah. I mean, I don't even have like a, a definitive idea of like, like the question you gave to me, like what his strengths and weaknesses are. I just get big time fraud vibes from this guy. Um, I mean, his a lot of his opponents, almost all of them, are, are nobodies, you know, in his like his like 16th fight, he's still fighting guys with like, you know, terrible records. And, um, and then if we just look at his recent activity, hasn't fought in three years, hasn't been at a round one in five years and hasn't been to the decision in six years. So I just think that there's, there's so little footage and evidence of this guy being any good while Jamal Emmers, you know, he, he's, he fought Tiago Moises in 2016. He's been, he fought, you know, uh, he has a win over Corey Sanhagen, uh, fought Julian Arosa, Giga Chikadze. You know, this guy's been at the higher level of MMA for, you know, more than half a decade now. So I just feel like there's such a better picture of like where he's at of a quality of a fighter than Ashkabal, where it could be, you know, he, he might actually be like this legit, you know, prospect that we haven't, uh, that, that took forever to get to the UFC, or he might just be a total bum who people are going to be looking, looking at, like, how was this guy favored over Jamal Emmers? And I think that that's the opportunity that I'm going to be. I don't know. I don't think that's going to happen. No, I I think this is not trustworthy. I don't think this guy's going to be any good. Yeah, I don't I know. So. I I think Emmers is like a like a solid everywhere. Like he he doesn't excel in one area, but like in terms of like audio, he can course. wrestle. He can wrestle. He can strike. You know, cardio. Look, the I think guy's is fine. thirty. He's going to be thirty four this year. You know, tore up his knee training that team alpha male. Hasn't fought in almost two years. Yeah, but it looks like so he was he was scheduled to fight early last year against Pineda, but then it got canceled. So like maybe he was he was planning this comeback for a while. But anyway This is another uh, guy. I want to see him weigh in. Cause I, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be on it. I already have I already have a unit. I, I think I might add at least a half more, but I uh I'll be on him at plus money here. You know? Um so that that's that's going to be like the main event for me. That's the the intrigue of the evening, and possibly next is possibly one of the least interesting fights you could possibly put together. Lena Landsberg in the women's bantamweight division taking on Maria Bueno Silva. Bueno Silva, gigantic favorite, minus five hundred. Lena Landsberg plus three seventy five on the comeback. I mean, Lena Landsberg is um, she'll be turning forty one in less than a month. She's lost three in a row. She's never finished uh, a woman in the UFC in her six years in the UFC. Um, so she's a decision machine. She's old as shit. Um, she hasn't won in several fights. And I think that Mario Buena Silva is probably going to beat the shit out of her on the feet. 
Um, Silva's actually a pretty, you know, menacing woman on the feet at times. And then even if it ends up on the ground, I think that Silva will be, uh, you know, dangerous on top and off her back. You know, she's gotten multiple subs off her back in the UFC. And, you know, Lansberg, Lansberg, once she's flat on her back, you know, terrible. If you remember the Sarah McMahon fight, um, just stuck on her back the whole time. And, yeah, I think didn't Landsberg drop Carol Hosa in her last fight though for like a second? I swear that happened. Uh, anyway, I don't see any real bettable lines. I saw some people betting the over, but man, I, I'm thinking that that uh, that Landsberg is just so old at this point that I wouldn't even want to be touching that. Um, so I don't know. Lena what do you Landsberg, think? Lena Landsberg is like, and this is a compliment to my girl. She is a like a Walmart version of uh, Lauren Murphy. Like the worst, yeah. like, like, but without even like the wrestling, or no, maybe no, she wrestled. What's her name? Macy. See, she, she, without the jab, <laughs> she does not have the legendary lucky, the lucky Lauren jab. If only, like I said, if there were two more rounds in that Andrade fight, you never know, Andrade. Maybe she, <laughs> she, she would have completely broken one of her hands. You never know, bro. And then Lauren would, uh, you know, and then she would have only been up, you know. No, Lauren. Four rounds. Hey, 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 hey! It, this is that was the year of the of the fifth round finish. Have you not learned? But look, let me. Get no, that was that. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. I said if it did, if it did have five rounds. Now, I I see what you mean with the with the thing with the uh, the over with thinking that Myra is just gonna kill her. But I don't know, man. Bueno Silva, she just I guess like she could finish uh finish girls. But sometimes she'd just be fucking around or like she'll she'll put like put the girl in like so much danger. Like it's like fun for her. Like she's just like looking to get like an adrenaline rush. Like putting the girls in submissions and then not finishing on them like that woo girl. Remember, she couldn't even submit woo, bro. Like <laughs> and I woo, do remember that. woo is terrible, dude. Woo is one of the worst fighters ever. But do you um, remember that fight? Because I truly have no recollection of like how that yeah, fight actually went. That. Bro, that was a close. It was a close fucking fight for a little bit, and then when Osilva started land, I mean, it was kind of a crazy fight because when Osilva was like landing some big shots on her, but she had like her in like a guillotine or like a triangle or some shit like that. I forgot. Um, <laughs> but she has no ability to get it to the ground. So how is she gonna get Lena Landsberg to the ground? And I don't really trust her to knock her. I mean, Lena Landsberg is the warden, the warden. That she's not going down from no strikes. It would have to be a body strike. Um. You're right, but never landed a takedown in the UFC. Never. Never. <laughs> and and her submission line is plus 200. Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> that's fucking funny, dude. <laughs> that's pretty funny. <laughs> that's on some Ortega shit, but Ortega is not even that bad. You know, So Ortega, KO is the side. You know I had Ortega submission like 8 to 1 against Bulk, bro. That shit hit. That shit hit, dude. I can't believe he didn't finish that triangle. That was disgraceful. T-City, change your name. All right. We are moving along. Um, fun fight here. Welterweight, or excuse me, lightweight division. Nazim, Nazim Sadikov making his UFC debut. Evan Elder um, fighting again for the second time at his natural weight class. Uh, Nazim minus 190. Elder plus 165. I remember liking Elder coming in his last fight and actually oh, fucking yeah. betting the guy versus yeah. Parsons. And then oh, Parsons was just trucks. Parsons was two weight classes bigger in there and just destroyed on the entire fight. Um, and tr- truly probably one of the worst bets uh, I've ever made. You know, um, that, that that's one 
this is a fight that I'm going to predict. Preston Parsons will fight Kevin Lee in their career. Those two will fight. Kevin Lee now recently signed in the welterweight roster in the UFC. For those who have not been paying attention. That's a good one. I got I got Parsons in that one. Anyway, um, Nazim's is looking, a good prospect. Nazim's looking good, man. I mean, good fighter. Uh, I think he's you know skilled everywhere. You know, got some pop in his hands. Uh, you know, just you know, just slept that last guy on the contender series. Oof, um, that boy, and he that he's finished guy or Palestinian, whatever he was. Oof. That was finished bad. uh six of his of his seven pro wins um you know coming from the northeast area uh you know new york right. Major, fighting, in, fighting in cffc succeeding so uh, i wish this guy the best i think he will win the fight i think he is better than El- elder but um i think elder is just like you know skilled enough everywhere to to hang around here and uh, he showed some incredible toughness in that parsons fight so i think he'll hang around here and uh make his way to uh the decision and i think it'll be a nazim decision so i, I kind of lean over two and a half here i only just think that i just don't see elder finishing nazim so if it's going to be a finish i think it's going to have to be a nazim ko and i just don't think it's as likely as the odds indicate here so i like the over or the goes the distance yeah good th- i love you know you you worded it nicely or you use the right word when you first thing you need to know about evan elder this guy is a tough son of a bitch, okay? Because he could have taken a way out against that dude, Preston Parsons, at multiple different points in that fight. He got battered. He was getting put in chokes, getting his, you know, his face <laughs> elbowed in. It was bad. He was getting killed in that fight. And Preston Parsons is a player. I don't know who the who, who's he fighting next. He's fighting a. Who the fuck is he fighting? I'll investigate. He's fighting next month, though. He's fighting in San Antonio, which I was thinking about going to that San Antonio card, actually. Trevin um, Giles. Trevin Giles, Officer Giles in Texas. So In that, Texas, that'll be, yeah. That'll be an interesting fight. Now, Nazim, like you said, Sarah Lang, Sarah Long, another Sarah Longo guy, the striking that he showed against um, you know, the last guy in, in Contender Series was just phenomenal. The guy was just so accurate, and he could just put his foot, his you know, elbow, you know, his fist, his knee, wherever he wanted on that guy's body. Like he was just busting them up with everything that he threw. It was just incredibly accurate. And uh, his cardio showed, uh, you know, pretty, pretty nicely there. You know, I, th- I think the only concern I would have is, like I said, uh, Elder's really tough. Nazim may be, you know, either being on the back foot or throwing too many of these, like, you know, pa- uh, really powerful strikes and, um, uh, and tiring out, and then Elder maybe like looking for some takedowns, like finishing some takedowns on him. But I don't really think Elder has the kind of grappling that Nazim. I mean, I uh, grappling good enough to really pose a big threat to Nazim once they are on the ground. Um, you know, I think Elder's he's solid on the ground. I just think that they're pretty probably comparable, or or maybe even like a little edge uh, submission grappling to Nazim actually. Um, so, but we'll see. You know, I do like him here. I do think he will win. You know, I think, uh, you know, maybe like here is probably not great value here just because both guys are a little bit unproven. But Nazim, maybe mostly more so just because um, I don't know how many decisions he has been to. But I mean, he looked good late into that last fight and he was, I mean, just hitting that guy with the kitchen sink. Um, So Sarah Longo Gober, New York, we're out here. I think he gets the W over Evan Elder. 
One thing I will say though is like I from a market, you know, reaction perspective, you know, Elder just got destroyed by a guy uh, on short notice up a weight class. While Nazim, uh, I just think that contender series fight, if you guys remember, he spinning back kicked his opponent like five seconds into the fight, and that opponent just never recovered. So I feel there could be like a little bit of like an overcorrection going on. So I kind of lean Elder being the side here. I kind of like the over. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I like the over. Um, because I, so, I I don't oh like you were we were saying like I don't think Elder's finishing Nazim. Um, no, and it, be, if it is, it would, if he does, it's like going to be an attritional finish. It will not yeah. be like a one hitter quitter. Um, next fight could be a sad one here. Lightweight division: Jim Miller taking on Alex Hernandez. Hernandez is the favorite at minus. 225 Jim Miller plus 190. So this is a situation I think we should always be wary of is the fighter that's coming in on short notice is favored and almost pretty heavily favored over the fighter with the full training camp. So you, you weary of this one at all, Ozzy? Man, Jim Miller is such a fucking legend, dude. The first, you know, I've seen Jim Miller, you know, the joke was I've seen, I've seen Jim Miller fight so many times, right? And he's always fighting in Northeast, New York, New Jersey, New York, New Jersey, New and man, the guy was taking a lot of L's, man, between those two states. <laughs> I remember when he got guillotined. When he got guillotined by Nate Diaz, dude. I bought tickets, dude. The low, like the tickets were so crazy cheap back then. It was insane. It was like in the Devils, it was like in Prudential Center. Um, but he got choked out there. And then when Pat Healy choked him out and he faked like he went unconscious. But Jim Miller is still a legend. I'm not trying to uh <laughs> <laughs> disparage Jim Miller, okay. And I love that he's on the three fight win streak here. Um, you know, I love the matchmaking that they and the fucking Gabriel Benitez fight was such a good one as well. Um, I'm fucking so pissed that they, you know, I mean, imagine Jim Miller on a four fight fucking win streak, dude, in 2023. Are you kidding me? Going um, going into UFC 300. Remember, he's dude, UFC 100, 200, 300. Bro, it'd be so crazy if he's able to pull this off. But Hernandez is a, a much tougher fight. Obviously, you know the guy. But the guy got ripped apart by freaking uh, Billy Q in his last fight. And let's broken. not forget, broken. And Martian, Alex Hernandez's record is 13-6, and six, okay? Not that great. 30 years old now. You know, he's not a prospect anymore. But, like, he has fought, obviously, tough guys. You know, the Moicano fight was a tough one for him. Then the desperation going down to 145. But he took a lot of damage in that last fight. Now, what is this? Two, this is a little more than two months later. So, about nine weeks apart from that fight. Man, that was a beatdown that he took there. What is he going to do here? Is he going to look to blitz Jim Miller? Is like, I don't know. Like, you know, Jim Miller, for all his weaknesses, yeah, he's not the fastest guy, whatever it is. In the pocket, not bad. He's pretty solid there, right? He, he taught Nicholas Moda, you know, uh, a lesson in there. Uh, Eric Gonzalez, you know, there's a bunch of guys where he's in the pocket with him, throwing with him, and he kind of makes out all right, you know, typically. At the very least, he, he's not a guy that's kind of getting detonated on. Um, and Alex Hernandez isn't what I would say is uh, precise all the time. Um, sometimes he's sharp. Sometimes he's real timid. Um, you know, is he going to look to wrestle? I don't really know what his game plan is going to be. He obviously needs to get a win here. Um, 13 and seven would be horrible, right? You, you're almost, you're not even the 66% win percentage there. Um, 
But I, I mean, I think Jim Miller is a live dog here against Hernandez. I can see Hernandez shooting a takedown on Jim, Jim guillotining him. But I could also see, you know, Hernandez grinding him out or wrestling for sure, putting him on the cage, similar to like Scott Holtzman, but with uh, more pace and more up down takedowns and stuff like that. Um, so I think that Hernandez probably will get his win here. But you know, I would definitely will not back him at that juice first. Yeah. So what you just mentioned the. Uh... The wrestling, I mean, he could, but what if he, what if he takes him down early? He wins. What's going to happen in round two? You know, like this guy, let's go back and look at some of his fights. He's been, he's been finished in round two in the UFC four times. Um, and if you look at, he has the knockout over Grismacher, knockout over Breeden. He, uh, he lost to Francisco Trinaldo, but got gifted a decision there. So you really could go all the way back to the OAM fight um, four and a half, five years ago to, to name a fight where he's actually won when the fight went outside of round one. So, that, I mean, I just I think this guy just has terrible cardio. He does not know how to manage his cardio. He does not know how to, you know, pace himself at all and it's a consistent consistent problem do you do we think that he's gonna fix it off of nine weeks like ozzy was saying i sure as hell don't this guy's you know going back and forth between the weight classes getting rocked and, and finished in both of the weight classes i think he's you know lost right now and he he took this fight um thinking it was a big name to get himself back in the win column i mean it's a it's a high risk fight, honestly, um, because uh, Jim Miller, complete veteran. I think that he will, you know, not be outclass unless unless Hernandez just blitzes him early and gets him out of there, and you know, under two minutes with with just throwing some punches at him. Uh, I, I have a hard time believing that Alexander Hernandez is going to cover minus two hundred here if we see uh, more than just a round of their fighting. I mean, I, I honestly think if the I know Jim Miller has been gassing out as the fights go on lately, but hasn't he's coming off a three round, three round two finishes in a row? Oh shit, man! I just found the fucking narrative. It's <laughs> it's Jim Miller round two. It's Jim, Jim Miller, Miller round, round two. two. What's that paying? It's it's got to be nine to one or something at least. They but they better give it to us. Good. Yeah, to, yeah, to plus a thousand, plus nine hundred. So you see Jim Miller's the sub, though. You see Jim Miller's submission is plus four hundred or five hundred. That mm. sub is, it's a guillotine, right? Yeah. That would be the most it. favored choke or uh, submission. Fight. But but even if Hernandez shoots a, a sloppy shot, I, I could see, you know, Miller reversing and ruining a choke. I mean, Miller, Jim Miller is a fucking junkyard dog. P- probably, I'd put him up there with Jim Gandolfini as some of the, <laughs> one of the best New, Jer- <laughs> New Jerseyans of all time. Uh, um, listen, so, I'm telling you right now, Jim Miller is ready for war on Saturday. Is Alex Hernandez? I don't know. That's true. Yeah, we're we're on team Miller, we're on team Miller here. Jim we don't Miller know is, don't know if we'll be backing him with real dollars yet, but man, we get no fuck it. I'm betting. I'm I'm gonna have some exposure to Jim Miller just because. I mean, to, like, dude, you saw what Billy Q did to him. Like, that was, dude. I don't know. That changes you, in my opinion. When you're in the in the fight business. And That's it keeps not... happening. This guy keeps getting broken. I mean, you know, Moises pitched a shutout, 30-27. Trinaldo lulled him into a, a decision. Cerrone knocked him out. Dover knocked him out. Moicano submitted him. Quarantilla knocked him out. I mean. And we've seen when he does not have his confidence that he just is not the guy that you think he, like, they, that he's supposed to be. And how could you be confident after that last fight? Like, and yeah. what he put his body through as well to make that one for. He said his dick didn't work. 
<laughs> what? Yeah, like, I, I just think it's hilarious when like what? you he clearly had to plan that weight cut forever. Like he had to have been, you know, okay, it's time to diet, time to cut, you gotta get a nutritionist, and then it just doesn't work. He's like, ah, fuck it, we'll just go back. You know, it wasn't worth it. Let's we'll just go back. <laughs> um I hope Jim he's going through Jim wins. Me too. Um, main card time, four fight main card, kind of rare. Um, interesting too. The two light heavyweight fights, a heavyweight fight, and then a women's uh, fl- flyweight. So, um, William Knight, Thick Willie, it, taking on Marcin uh, Marcin Prochnio in the first fight. Prochnio is the dog plus hundred. William Knight minus one twenty. Uh, I like Prochnio here. Uh, I mean, William Knight to me is he's kind of checked out as well. Like kind of what we're just talking about. I mean, he, he missed weight by 10 pounds for his fight. Then he moved up to heavyweight and now he's moving back down. I mean, and the thing is at heavyweight where he didn't have to cut weight is the first time we really saw him like quit in a fight where Devin Clark just hit him with an elbow. And you just saw William Knight just be like, fuck this. I don't want any more. The fight's over. He weighed 251 for that fight, guys. 251. And we're supposed to believe he's going to make 206 coming in on Friday morning. I mean, that's 45 pounds. <laughs> where, where the fuck is that weight going to go? Anyway, um, I mean, if this stays standing, I mean, Prochnio is going to be way bigger than him. He throws a lot more strikes. He he actually knows how to use his length and his kicks. And Prochnio got a bad rep for a while because he knocked he got knocked out by some big hitters. But uh, I think he's actually a better fighter than people, you know, uh, than the market had uh, an idea of. And um, just came off a competitive decision against Linz. You know, I think he what he won the first round and then dropped the last two there. Kind of gassed out there, but I mean, Proch, uh, Knights gas too. He did gas. Yeah. That yeah. was not a good Knight, look. Knights a gas or two though, and uh, but but Ozzy brought up a good point. The Knight could maybe mix in some wrestling here because he has taken some people down, uh, William Knight. So keep, be on the lookout for that. But um, I think I think Prochnia will be fine here. Um, what what about you? I mean, this fight's hilarious. This is a funny fight. The more I think about it, but like. I mean, if someone like William Knight, like, how can you bet on him before the weigh-ins? Like we said, like, I just couldn't do that. You know, Prochnial, I didn't like the fact that he gassed against Lenz. Like, yeah, he's got some good kicks, obviously. Um, You know, he throws them to the body and, you know, to the head. And, you know, he's got kind of like a weird striking style. But this is, like, he's still a little, like, too untrustworthy for me to want to even back him, even that minute juice like this small number just because you know obviously yeah he survived against khalil and i don't know some of these guys but he's still suspect like he's still the guy that walked face first into like sam alvey hooks and stuff like that so i actually think he's reformed yeah he's reformed but i actually think this fight will not go the distance um if i could get a good number on under two and a half i think i would like that maybe it doesn't start round three if it's not too juiced but um Maybe under one and a half. I don't know. I just, I kind of like this fight, that these boys to get busy in some way. I'm not going to bet the under. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe I got to look at that but one. Ends KO. Oh, the, the price on that is terrible. Never mind. Yeah, I'm not sure what's going to happen here, but I think that Thick Willie is going to look to create action. The prices are pretty bad. The prices are pretty bad on the times here. I I actually think that goes the distance is the, the, the side. Yeah, but. I feel like Dick Willie is going to look for to create action here in this fight and prack me out. You know, he's going to kind of look to like evade a little bit, but eventually they're going to throw it out. I don't think, I don't think Prachnia will finish him. 
I, I mean, I think if anybody's finishing it, it'll be uh, it'll be Willie. Yeah, like, they like have to start. They have it's to start. A funny fight. To it. It's it's a funny fight. I like it, but I also I'm not really wow. enthusiastic about it. They have no scorecards at Pickham, man. I I don't know, man. I think I think well, Knight has m- way more finishing equity here. Yeah, just Knight's like just weird though, because like he's like the kind of guy that you're not sure sometimes like how he'll react to getting hit. Like didn't he like one time who, who was it the where he like acted like he got like poked in the eye, but he got punched in the eye or some shit. I don't know. He's mm. weird. I don't remember that. I don't know. He's he's a weird he's a weird guy. He is. He's a very weird guy. Um, and then uh, let's move on. Heavyweight fight, man. Another main event quality fight here. Josh Parisian, Jamal Pogues, JP versus JP. Sure. Um, uh, we have the odds for this one. Pogues minus two forty. Parisian plus two hundred five. Um. Yeah, I think it's your turn to start this one off. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh Lord, good Thank Jesus! Good Jesus! Look, I mean, just another one of these fights this week. Unfortunately, that I mean, this fight fucking sucks. Like both these guys, like the Parisian is a fun, like funny heavyweight. Like I, I made money on him. Obviously, I had him against Bedell pretty big. Um, that was a funny fight. Pogues, he's fat as fuck. He's like he should be a one eighty. Like he used to fight like one eighty five. Now he's like two fifty five. Right, he's like Jay Collier. Um, in his last fight, he got leg kicked, you know, a ton by this like short, pudgy, um, Brazilian guy who also used to fight at like light heavyweight or um, excuse me, welterweight, and now he's fighting at heavyweight. So it's just a hilarious fight. And Pogue's almost lost. Like, don't get me wrong, but you know, he's got like he throws like these jabs or he's got boxing. He's kind of like, you know, he's a little bit athletic. Um, he's like a bootleg version, like a bootleg small. MMA version of like, fuck. Who do it? So he's got a he's got a bit of a quick jab. Um, his cardio looks to be you know pretty bad, but he he has a game of like a 185er. So as he had had to kind of come up, um, he had some high profile fights too. He, he fought a bunch of guys at LFA and stuff like that. But he had to kind of develop a well rounded game at those lower weight classes, and you kind of see that in you know uh some of the grappling martial arts and stuff like that where um. If you're like learn guard and stuff like that, maybe you're, when you're a lot younger or whatever it is, and you were smaller and you get big and you retain those skills, you know, it kind of does you well. Um, and I think some of it's maybe a little bit of a fad now. Some of these middleweights going up to heavyweight, like it's kind of interesting. Um, but maybe more guys will start doing it, just start eating. Um, <laughs> so you know, I think the Parisian should be able to do the leg kicks, uh, stick to the leg kicks like the last guy did. Um, you know, he's not very athletic, but maybe he could tire out Pogues cage push him a little bit Pogues is obviously much more dynamic much quicker maybe has some grappling that he could use on um parisian um you know i hope i would think that parisian probably in a lot of iterations of the fight looks like a good bet at the plus big plus number but you know the over as well is a little sketchy to me as well all these lines on the fight are sketchy to me so um i think it'll end up being a pass for me but I would probably entertain like a live bet on uh, Parisian. Yeah, I mean, I was I was taping Pogues and man, hilarious fights. I mean, his fights uh, against uh, Jordan Young, amazing. Was was really on his way to winning that the fight. Late, then, the late R.I.P. Yes, um, he was on his way to winning that fight, and then just like he slipped, and then he fell right into a triangle armbar and got tapped out. Amazing <laughs> stuff. Uh, Alex Polizzi, 
just a, a typical LFA fight where it's a five round fight, but these two guys have no business being in a five round fight. And it's just a sloppy grappling fight. I mean, he got out grappled like that entire fight. Highly, I'm pretty sure he laid Alex on him. Alex Felizzi is a D1 wrestler, though. Really? Oh, okay. Um, highly laid on him the whole fight. And then Renato, it's it's so funny. This guy, on the he was on the Contender Series uh, against uh, Brigal um, back in the day. And um, he would take him down. Brigal would stand up. And then Pogues looked gassed. Like, the entire fight, he was breathing so heavily. And then he would somehow muster up an energy and drive through a double-leg takedown and then, you know, win the round. Um, but I actually thought that was a better performance. And then the Hanato fight, the one that Ozzy was talking about, literally one of the worst fights ever. Just nothing happened the entire fight. So Such a low-intensity sparring match. And for some reason, the UFC signed them off that. So I guess they just, they're just they just desperate for heavyweights. Also, that fight, I'm not going to, you know, there's a lot of theories about there, about, you know, this Damar Hamlin clone. I think there might be a Jamal Pogues clone because, you know, 2020, he had he had this uh, a buzz cut. You know, the short hair. He was a wrestler and he was a light heavyweight. Then he comes to the contender series. He has you know an afro. He's fat and he's a jabber and he's striking. I, I truly think there's something to look into there. That's what happens um, when Uncle Dana doesn't give you a contract, Martian, the first time. But... Well, also the vaccine <laughs> happened in between those two. Those two. Um, so be aware. Um, a lot of anyway, acting different. Yeah. <laughs> just changing their fighting style. So I don't know which one we're going to get. Are we going to get Jamal D1 wrestler Pogues or are we going to get the striker? If he strikes a Parisian, man, the shit's going to be really close, honestly. I mean, I think he can probably out outpoint uh, Parisian on the feet uh, just on just with the striking, but he would be foolish not to, to mix in the wrestling because Parisian's a, a bad defensive wrestler. Once you get him flat on his back, he can be put there for a long time. Dante Mays put out the blueprint for that. Parker Porter got him down as well, too. So... I kind of just viewed both these guys as a little bit harmless. Um, you know, I, I don't think either guy hits hard on the feet. Pogues, when he's on top, he doesn't really do much. Uh, if anything, uh, I think Parisian's top game is probably the biggest threat for a finish here. Um, so I, I kind of like the Parisian no scorecard prop here, plus 215 on DraftKings and FanDuel. Um, I think that's worth it, you know, for a small bet wouldn't go crazy because if Parisian gets stuck flat on his back, he could get finished. But uh, I think that the more finishing equity here is, is on Parisian. So small bet for that. Uh, and I honestly think it's going to be a, a 15 minute uh, Pogues decision, honestly. So maybe look to play the overs starts around three goes the distance, et cetera. I remember guys, it is black history. Yep. Yeah, keep in mind the BHM narrative. A lot of these fights uh, have that narrative, so keep that in mind. Co-main event time. You would not believe the two guys' names that I'm about to say are fighting in the co-main event in the UFC, but Zach Pauga is taking on Jordan Beverly Hills Ninja Wright. <laughs> and the line for this one is Pauga minus 270, Jordan Wright plus 230. So, What do you think you would have made the line of Jordan Wright to make a co-main event appearance? Like when he first debuted, plus plus two thousand, man, two thousand. That is insane. Uh, looking at my topology though for Beverly Hills Ninja, I am six and zero predicting his fights. Let's go on so, the total, uh, or you mean on the money line side, or in the um, on the money line? I've I've on picked. The money line. I've picked him oh. winning his two fights and I've picked him losing his four. Tremendous. So, That's yeah. tremendous. So the pick for this one will be KO two Pauga. Just letting you guys know. Um. So, I mean, right, moving up to light heavyweight here, um, lost three in a row, been finished in all three. Um, 
And, you know, this guy, his skill isn't, isn't, you know, horrendous. He just has absolutely no ability to, to pace himself. Kind of like, he's kind of like a, a light heavyweight Alexander Hernandez at this point. Um, but uh, I mean, I think Pauga not really a big puncher himself. He kind of likes to take the fight as uh, you know whatever is given to him, and I think that that'll lead to uh, right you know starting fast, maybe having a little bit of success here, and then he starts to fade as the as the fight goes. I mean, guys, the Dusko Todorovic fight, he took down Dusko right away. He stayed on top of Dusko the entire round. He he won the round as you know resistance free as possible, and the round two starts and he's gassed out. And he gets hit with a few punches. He's concussed. He's out of it. He gets. Well, finished. he was trying to finish Dusko. And he was going. You know, he was doing stuff the first. Time. Yeah, that, I guess. Yeah, he was throwing punches. Um, but still, I mean, if the fight is going your way, you can't gas out in a round. Um, so, I mean, the guy has no ability to manage his cardio. So, I like a bet for this fight. It's on Fanduel. It's a KO combo round prop. It is Pogues round two, round three KO at plus four forty. Uh, I just, I just hope Pauga. it doesn't happen at Pauga. round one. Pauga. Pauga. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Um, Pauga KO round two, round three plus four forty. I mean, I think that that's good. You can't track this bet on BetMMA, but uh, I really think that's that shit's good. Uh, honestly, Pauga's money line is probably good. That's the third leg of the parlay, by the way. Pauga money line, um, Carpenter and. Uh, and Fletcher, so I'll pass it over to you. Paugu KO two is is the outcome here. <laughs> right on. I love to see that. You know, Zach Pauga, he's down at two oh five here, right? He got knocked out by Usman's brother. Usman's brother is a fucking monster. Uh he's like two hundred and sixty pounds or something like that. He's fighting Jordan Wright. Jordan Wright, like Martian told you, he wrestled, you know, my boy Dusko to to Dorovich in the first round. Even with that, I was laying juice on dusko going into round two i was like dude this is easy money dusko was plus money wasn't he i don't know dude but i laid some juice out on like bookmaker it was like minus like 130 or something like that i'm like he's gonna kill jordan ray like the result of round one does not matter um anyway so um but speaking about dusko dusko is a guy who in reality could fight at 17 all right the guy i think he has fought at 17 but he could be in the UFC at 1-7. And Jordan Wright, right, um, you know, use the effective game plan, uh, go for the takedowns, wrestle him, put the smaller guy on bottom, you know, try to, you know, land big ground and pound, wear him out. But he couldn't wear him out because he just wore himself out. And he just does not have, like, one, his chin is not good. His durability, right, so durability is not good. Then his conditioning is not good. Then he doesn't, he can't stay calm. You see when he's getting punched, when he's getting hit, when he's like uh, trying to, you know, even offensively do stuff. He's like making these faces. It's what you call leakage is what we would call it, like leakage. Like, you know, you get hit, you kind of like do the faces or you kind of like squint a little bit or you start favoring stuff like that. All that stuff is kind of like stuff that you should be able to, you know, mask. And Jordan Ray's just not good at it at doing any of it zach pauga is used to fighting a lot bigger guys and i think that he should be able to defend the wrestling you know i don't think that jordan race getting clean takedowns on him um you know zach pauga used to train with all these heavyweight guys all the time so i don't think the physicality of jordan Wright will be an issue for him um his conditioning is good he's got long range weapons on the feet he's patient he's a patient striker so he should be able to either um touch up jordan Wright and control the fight you know as where it goes or you know, start measuring them as Jordan Wright comes in and eventually start putting on bigger shots and eventually knocking Jordan Wright the fuck out, which I think will happen. 
Just don't let it be in round one. Minus 140, Zach Powell will go to finish to kill this, this fucking fraud. There you go. There you have it. Um, main event time was supposed to be Aaron Blanchfield taking on Talia Santos. Um, and now instead it is uh, Aaron Blanchfield taking on Jessica Andrade. Andrade coming in on short notice, but she is the favorite. Minus 129, Blanchfield plus 109. Just th- uh, just four weeks removed from uh, Andrade's uh, one of the most one of the widest decisions we've ever seen in the UFC against Lauren Murphy. Um, so what are you thinking about the short notice fight? Give us your thoughts on the matchup and uh, let's hear it. Yeah. So you said it's been four weeks in between that fight. Yes. Uh, four weeks. So like, like, like I mentioned beforehand, right? Obviously Jessica Andrade, she hurt her hands um, against Lauren. So she probably has like, at least you got to take like a week and a half off maybe after that or something like that. I don't know. I don't know how how much how hungry these girls are at one twenty five, but apparently Jessica Drush is hungry. She's taking this fight on short notice, probably getting paid a little bit of a bag. You know, kind of uh, interesting for me to see Aaron Blanchfield. I was in person, saw her or uh, her amateur debut back in two thousand seventeen, and a little less than a little more than five years later, she's a uh, main eventing a uh, UFC card, and she's fighting a girl who at when Aaron made her debut the same year before, like months before. I think is when Andrade was like fighting Valentina for the title. Okay. So that that's before she made her amateur debut. I'm not even talking about pro for Aaron. So it's uh amazing that she's already here. Um, this is a super tough matchup though, obviously, uh, for her to fight here. Now that being said, obviously, if she wins this fight, what it like she's gonna be heavily favored against everyone, right? I would think, right? You would imagine right, Martian, other than Valentina, right? If she passes this test. Um, I think people will definitely respect her, you know, a ton, maybe against free row, you know, whatever, but you know, this is definitely be a crazy feather in the cap. Now, um, the issues, obviously Andrade look absolutely diabolical against, you know, Lauren Murphy. Now, can she keep that and do that again? You know, you would think maybe no, but the fact that the fight is so close actually to the last one, it could be where. You know, she's just able to kind of like just maintain that maybe a little bit, maybe like a a, 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 a tiny bit level below. Um, but she should be in shape. Um, she pushed. I mean, the strikes and the power she's putting on those those uh, shots against Lauren. You know, not many people or girls or guys even could throw shots like that for 15 minutes like she did. It was insane. Um, her wrestling, her defensive grappling, maybe leaves a little bit to be desired. But she, like I said, she's got crazy experience. Um, and I think it's going to be a tough fight for Aaron. Now, I do like her a little bit here to get the fight to the ground. Um, and I'm kind of like thinking of maybe playing her to like submit, like win this fight by a submission or something like that. Just because she does come from like this Henzo Gracie, you know, team and lineage where we've seen these uh, grapplers uh, have a, a lot of success and end up, you know, kind of getting submissions or whatever it is, you know, using that being their main attribute to win their fights. So I'm kind of liking that uh, submission prop. I was, I felt robbed when she didn't submit uh, Maverick when it was like 18 to one submission. And I had that, I felt really bad about that. Um, so, you know, Aaron's going to have to be able to time these shots that Andrade throws, these very wide hooks, get in on her hips, get in on her legs, put her down on the mat, um, and then just progress position to submit her. I definitely think she can do it. I don't think Jessica Andrade on the ground, very, very good defensively. Should be an interesting fight. You know, it's very tough though, because like I said, Andrade could 
mix it up. She could throw these crazy big hooks. She could throw like half kicks and stuff like that as well. So it's going to be a tough test for Aaron. I hope she wins. Um, but, you know, I think maybe only a little stab and a submission prop for me. Yeah, I, I don't like this uh, this fight for Aaron. I didn't like the Talia fight either. I mean, I was just looking over the rankings and um, there's not a, I mean, I think Miranda was, was ranked when Aaron beat her, but uh, Aaron hasn't fought a single woman in the top 15 and she's jumping. She's ranked 10th. She's jumping all the way up to fight um, the number one uh, in Santos. And then she gets rearranged to number, uh, number three here in Andrade. I just don't like it, man. They're they're They could have done a lot better of a job building her. I just don't think the UFC really respects Aaron. Uh, um, they, you know, if you remember, they tried to bring her in on short notice to fight uh, Norma Dumont at like 135 pounds, I think, even though she was, you know, a, a really good prospect winning fights in Invicta. I think she was the Invicta champion, right? Uh, no, she wasn't. But um, anyway, like, I I, uh, I just don't like this too much for Aaron, uh, you know, just being a fan of her. Um, but obviously, if she passes the, the, the test and wins the fight, you know, you know the sky's the limit. Um, but this is just, uh, man, a tough matchup because Andrade uh, is, a, is a juggernaut on the feet, man. She kicks calves. She punches really hard in the head. And on the feet here, Aaron has nothing for Andrade. I mean, there there is nothing that, that Andrade has to be worried about on the feet here um, from Aaron. Aaron. Just nothing Aaron can throw will phase Andrade. So, that allows Andrade uh, to be a lot more focused on the takedown here. She's got to be wary of the takedown attempts. Um, and, you know, the fact that, she, that there's no striking threat um, is, is good for her. So uh, even if she does get taken down, Andrade, uh, Andrade was able to bounce right back up to her feet, you know, four or five, six times versus Shevchenko. There were times Shevchenko took her down, put her in side control, and Andrade just stood up in a way that makes no sense. She just, she like put her hands in the mat and just stood up like, like Valentina wasn't even on top of her. It was incredible. So uh, if Aaron is able to get Andrade down here early, I think Andrade will be able to pack, uh, pop back up to her feet for at least a round or two. And then it might, um, you know, be a lot more difficult for her to get up. And uh, Andrade might kind of wilt on bottom in those later rounds. But I just think that um, Andrade is going to, land some hard shots here on the feet. And if you look at Aaron Blanchfield's fight against JJ Aldridge, I mean, she really struggled taking JJ down. Now I know JJ is tall. She's a Southpaw. She's actually a, a pretty decent fighter and it's a lot different of a matchup than Andrade's, but you still have the to ginger. worry. The ginger. That's, that's, that's another good point. Um, but, I mean, she she f attempted four takedowns on on JJ Aldridge and failed all of them. She unanimously lost round one to JJ Aldridge. She was a minus seven hundred uh, favorite before the fight and was a pick'em after round one. So I mean, if she's losing rounds and struggling to take down a fighter like JJ Aldridge, man, I just think that this is really dangerous against Andrade. Uh, so maybe uh, maybe it's an irrelevant comparison. Maybe that Andrade's frame, her small frame, will just be easy for Blanchfield to take down. But I just think that Andrade or that Blanchfield, I haven't seen enough in terms of her, her setups for her takedowns to think that she's going to make this fight look easy. And anytime she's going to be on the feet, I think she's in imminent danger of eating just massive punches. Um, and and I think some woman's getting finished here. I think it's either going to be an early KO for Andrade or it's going to be like a mid to late round sub for Blanchfield. Um, I don't really see it going in around four, honestly. So rare time where you see a women's main event at the under three and a half, but I think it does go under. 
And I kind of think that playing Blanchfield by sub plus 500 and combining it with Andrade money line is going to cover a lot of outcomes uh, for this fight. So I, I predict, I, I pre- oh, sorry. I, I thought you were done. I predict Aaron will go for at least one leg lock in this fight. Hmm. Yeah, well, that I think Andrade would maybe power bomb her uh, if, if that happened. I'd uh, love to like, see it. I would love to see it. Uh, I think the fight would be going pretty poorly for her if she decides to leg lock. She's gonna get punched in the face if that happens. Let's see. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm nervous for for Aaron for this fight. You don't know uh, about I cross. Hope... You don't know about cross Ashi. You don't know. Aaron does. Uh, yeah, uh, she she she's saving that for her jujitsu competitions. She don't she don't break that shit out during fights. Let's see, maybe you never know. Um, but uh, yeah, Blanchfield sub five to one is good. But man, I, money line side, bro, it's Andrade. Uh, Andrade at this price is the side. Uh, I mean, if you're playing Blanchfield at what is this, you know, forty seven percent, but her sub is you know sixteen percent. You really think that she's a KO or a decision is, you know, 30% or plus here? I don't think so. Um, unless it's like a mounted crucifix. That's the one thing I am worried about because, you know, um, she had Valentina that on Molly. did that. Valentina yeah, did and, that. and Aaron just did that on Molly, Molly McCann, right? Um, and, so, and Valentina did it too. Yeah, and Andrade just gives up free side control. I mean, she is she sucks at, at, at retaining guard and everything. So maybe maybe uh, maybe the new maybe the new meta in women's MMA is the crucifix. Like right. Wei Lee, Wei Lee did it from the back. Aaron did it from the front. Maybe she could do it from the side now. Right. Uh, yeah, look out for that. The new the new meta the new MMA meta for women. These so. girls, you know, these girls are they're like doing the B what B like Matt Hughes is doing a BJ Penn in like 2007. That actually Martian, that makes sense. Like it being like 15 years behind, that kind of makes kind of makes more or less sense, right? Because we're 10 years in a little bit. So mm, right, it makes total sense. Yeah, it actually um. does. <laughs> yeah, it does. Right, um, Matt Hughes uh, my, doing that. My, Matt Hughes my, doing that to BJ and then. Molly getting that done to her by Aaron. My pick is Andrade KO two. Andrade KO two is the is going to be the pick. Right hook or left hook? It's going to be an accumulation of punches. It's going to be ugly. It's going to be really like, ugly. Like, I think. You think she's in the top like Cynthia? Uh, I mean, I I hope like uh, yeah, I hope uh, northeast <laughs> northeast nor yo. I I don't know, dude. They you know in the northeast they have a conversation with you before you fight. Like they tell you like. Don't tap to no bullshit ass chokes. I mean, Henzo Gracie, they, they tell you not For even women, to women, they do that too? Yo, Henzo Gracie, they tell you not even to tap to joint locks, bro. You don't remember Sakuraba breaking all those guys' arms? Uh, yeah, I do, but I do remember Hoist Gracie throwing in the towel. I remember, the I remember, minute. I remember like the best student in the gym that I went to. He got his knee like popped, like in a knee bar, like the guy just like popped his knee, whatever. Man, they were making fun of this guy for months and <laughs> saying that like it was bullshit, like his knee didn't go out, anything like that. And then he got the MRI back and like his whole knee was, you know, exploded. You so, know, the famous picture of the Gracie's thrown in the towel, right? In pride. That's like, the, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the most like iconic MMA picture, yeah. in my opinion. But yeah, you know, I don't think Aaron's in What's the, your pick? Old. What's your pick for the main event? Aaron. Armbar round two. Terrible. Let's go. Let's go. 
arm bar? Come on, bro. You you really think Andrade just happened to an arm bar? She will literally pick her up and slam her. Martian, do you understand what we're talking about right now? We're talking about women's MMA, motherfucker. And it's you're gonna, gonna to try to joke. you're gonna try to scold me and tell me that an armbar is not possible in women's MMA. Not for crazy? Andrade, bro. Are she will crazy? pick you up. And sl- Have you ever heard the the the, the nuts, Lil Wayne dude? song? The Lil Wayne song I'll where pick I'm gonna pick shit you up and I'm gonna yeah drop slam it on your fucking head. head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's gonna All happen. Right. No, motherfucker. She yeah, she's slamming Rose, dude. Rose. You saw Rose get choked out by Jillian Robertson in like 18 seconds. Like that girl I did. barely no jujitsu, dude. Aaron Blanchfield is fucking different, dog. Are you kidding me? She ain't going for no armbar. Fucking bro. Uh, Rose came up over here. She was like, "What is this northeast?" Like <laughs> she's like, "What is this Philadelphia or? city?" I've never, They're never like, been. Man, in this these place guys before. are gritty. These guys are fucking gritty out here, dude. And Aaron Blanchfield, bro, she gets Andrade in the armbar, dude. She's ripping that shit off. It's gone. Nah. That's what she Anyhow. did in her. I think that if I remember right, that's what she did to that first girl. Yeah, it was. She did armbar that girl that I saw back in 2017. So history repeats itself, Martian. And uh, just get ready for it, bro. Bet on it. Okay. I don't know. I think your heart is actually telling you. Your brain Jiu-Jitsu is telling you. Jiu-Jitsu works. You see, you see, we saw with Glover and uh, Jamal Hill that Jiu-Jitsu doesn't work, right? It doesn't work in, in men's MMA. In women's MMA, it still works, bro. Like I said, it's in 2007, mm, dude. I don't think so. We're in 2007 back then. Still, She's going to stand up. She's going to just stand up. She's going to do the Derrick Lewis. What other fights happened in 2008? Um, let's let's uh, let's wrap this up here. All right, Johnny everybody. Versus like, oh, no, no bro. No, bro. Johnny Hendricks came in way later than that. That's I'm like thinking about fucking... light. I'm thinking about who, who else is. Like That's Diego like Brock Lesnar and Brock Lesnar and Frank Mir. Diego Sanchez. There you go, jujitsu right there. Yeah. All right, all right. That well, that's enough about this shit. Um, Ozzy might not be with us next week. Oh no, he will. We'll, we'll get it done. We'll early, get it done. Early recording, pussy. Right. All right. Um, that'll do it this week. Uh, thank you all for listening. Hope you all win some bets this weekend. Enjoy the fights. We will see you all next week. Peace out, everybody. Yeah.